Are you mentally tough to run your business? Do you love your business so much that you want to be fit and strong and have a stack of energy to run it every day? And what are the challenges that come up in business that we have to be fit, strong and mentally tough for? (laughs) And is it possible that the biggest challenge in all businesses, unless you have a vending machine business where you don't require any people, the challenge is the people. (laughs) Is it possible that uh, what kind of people do I need? How do I find them? How do I keep them? Has always been, but particularly now in history, one of the biggest challenges for all business people. Doesn't matter how passionate you are, doesn't matter how beautiful your facility is, how uh, awesome your product and service is, is it possible that unless you're there all the time, you have to have people to help your business grow? So what kind of people do we need? How do we find them? The bazillion dollar question, and how do we keep them? And I don't have any answers for any of those that are foolproof. But what I have uh, learned the hard way by experience and many, many years of being in business, I started in somebody else's business when I was 10 years of age. I'm now a very old lady, nearly 60. Uh, I'm a very unique person. I'd like to share this with you personally. Uh, I have never worked for somebody else. I've never had a job. I've never done anything else except be an exercise professional and work in the exercise profession. So I feel very privileged because I decided at 13 years of age that I was going to do what I love and I've done that all of my life. And the beautiful thing about doing what you love is that when you have tough times and when you have challenges, you appreciate them because they make you tougher, stronger, wiser and better. And I don't think that there's any uh, experience in the world that has made me tougher, stronger, wiser and better than trying to work out who do I need for my business, how do I attract those people, and how do I keep them. So is there a foolproof plan? No. But the best in the world and the people who have learned from experience like I have, have some really great ideas on how to do this well. And I believe that there's a foolproof plan for at least uh, knowing what to do in the first place, knowing how to attract the right people, keeping them is a whole different story because that's not in my control, that's not in your control, would that be fair? People will leave your business for all sorts of reasons. Uh, they start up in competition to you, they move away, they uh, they just don't want to be there anymore, they have a baby, they lose the passion for whatever they thought they had in the first place. People will go for lots of different reasons, which means we've got to be attracting people into our business all of the time. And I use the word attracting for a very specific reason, because I would like people to be attracted to what I do, to my passion, to my product, to my service, not want to come and work for me for the money. And that's a a very interesting uh, confrontational and controversial topic, because of course, if you don't pay people well, why would they stay? But is it possible that if you have great people, they will create income, which means they want to stay because they're creating their own income. So that's just an, a, an interesting uh, seed I would love to plant. So one of the rules of employing people, one of the rules of having a great team, and I, again, don't like the word recruit and I don't like the word employ, I like to have team players who work with me together to create an outcome. I hate the word staff because that's something that shepherds use to move sheep around and even hit sheep with, and I don't think that's real cool. So how do I attract great team players and what kind of team players do I need? 
And the fundamental rule for this, I believe, is the 80-20 rule. Now, I think that's as close to the rule of gravity in business as we can come. You can fight it, you can argue with it, you can say it's not true, but if you have a look at your business, if you have a look at all other successful businesses, sporting teams, churches, any organisation from charities through to billion dollar organisations, 20% of the people produce 80% of the results and 80% of the people produce 20% of the results. I learned at a very young age, though, and very privileged to have invested some time with a, a gentleman by the name of Jack Welsh from GE. And he broke that down a little differently for me in particular, and I'm a learner uh, I, uh, and an implementer. So when I learn something, I implement it immediately. If it makes sense to me, I do it straight away. And his uh, underlying fundamental for employing great people, finding and attracting great people, is the 70-20-10 rule. So he broke the 80-20 rule down differently. So 20% of your people will produce 80% of your profit, your income and your results. 70% of the people in your organisation will be average. They'll do what they're supposed to do most of the time and we need to accept that. We can't live without them, we can't fire them because if you fire anybody in the 70%, before long, the people in the 20%, there'll be 70% who are providing you with uh, a little bit of your income and the 20% will still be providing you with your 80% of your income. But he has a very important message and I would love to share from personal experience how important this is. There is a 10% group. There's always a group of people in your organisation who shouldn't be there or aren't there anymore emotionally or uh, they've just left. So they, they're still turning up to work <laughs> and they're still pulling an income from you. They're still pulling a wage, but they shouldn't be there anymore. And he put it as clearly as this. You've got to look after your 20%. You've got to train your 70% and your 10% have to leave. And he put it down to the point with his top leaders from all these organisations and businesses around the world that at every management meeting every month, uh, you have to bring the names of the people in the bottom 10%. And in the next month at the management meeting, if you haven't fired, if you haven't got rid of, if you haven't coached off the team, that 10%, you will lose your job. The reason for that is that 10% are dangerous to your business. They pull your business down, they damage your business, and most importantly, they damage the people in the 70% group. So if you keep really bad people, the 70% people will be looking at what they're doing and the standards will lower. So 20% of the people will produce 80% of the results, 70% of the people will produce 20% of the results and 10% of the people have got to leave, which means we're always looking for great people. Ha <laughs> ha. So what's the criteria? What do you need? And the interesting thing is that this 20% of people that produce 80% of the income, isn't it exciting that they probably don't need anything. They're driven, they're ambitious, they've got great ideas, they're extra mile, they turn up on time, they raise the standard. Whatever standard you give them, the 20% group will continue to raise the standard. And we love them and we'd love to keep them, but we have to understand that they may not be there forever, but we need to value the fact that they're there. Interestingly, we tend to ignore them because they're so good at what we do and we and I would say waste too much time on the 70% group and the 10% group that should be gone. So here's a great question. This group here, and we'll start here, this 20% group, we can't train them, we can't attract them, we can't uh, you know, come up with a special criteria to, oh, we'll find these people and train them until they become 20% people. No, they're just 20% people. We have to find them. 
And I learned that the hard way because I tried to train people in the 70% group to be the 20% group and it just doesn't work. And if you've ever tried it, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. This group, it's who they are. And you can't train character. You can't train attitude. You can't train extra mile, loyal, respectful, kind people. You have to find them. So for me, a really important part of that group is that there's never a job for them. It's not like, oh, we need somebody to run the front desk or we need somebody to be in manufacturing or we need somebody to answer the phone or we need somebody to to open the facility. No, these people will learn how to do all of those things. So when you find somebody like that, you just attract them into your business. You want them there and then you find something for them to do because they'll learn how to do it. And I use myself as an example because you're probably wondering why this old lady in the South Island of New Zealand has the right to talk talk about attracting people into your business. Well, I'll start with when I was 10 years of age, I was asked to come and work for somebody at a market stall. I was living in Melbourne in Australia. I walked into that market stall and I was going to get paid $10 a day. And I said to the lady who owned the business, how about you go to another market? I'll stay here. I'll take a percentage of what I sell and you keep all of what you sell. And then we both make money. And that was 10 years of age. That's what an entrepreneur is, somebody who goes into somebody else's business and earns money for them. I did the same at 18 years of age. There was a position available in a health club for a manager over the age of 30 with experience. I was only 18 with no experience, but I knew that I could do that with the right training. So I said to the owner of the health club, I don't know how to run a gym, but I want to learn. So I'll go to the seminars, the workshops, I'll read the books, I'll do it in my own time, I'll pay for it. But I want this to be my career path. I want to be an exercise professional for all of my life. And I've got a sneaking suspicion that if somebody walked into your facility and had that kind of attitude, that you would probably want to put them on your team, which is why that 10% group, uh, it's so important to keep them rolling over, keep getting rid of them, apart from the fact that they pull the rest of the team down. They can't be taking the spot of somebody who's going to be a 20% person. So if somebody like me walks into your business and says, don't pay me a wage, don't pay me a salary, just pay me a percentage or a bonus of the extra profit that I bring into the business, I want to help the business grow. You want to keep that person and you want to get rid of somebody in the, in the bottom 10%. Now, of course, there's a whole heap of human resource rules. Whatever country you're in, you could get into big trouble if you fire people. But one of the beautiful things about that 10% group if uh, they're watching what's happening in the 20% group, the 70% group gets lifted by the 20 and the better the 20, the higher the standards, the more annoyed the 10% group get. I think that's pretty easy, logical uh, uh, headspace to, to uh, comprehend. Those people get really annoyed, they get scared and they end up usually coaching themselves off the team or resigning, or they're easy to coach off because the standard's too high, there's too much pressure, and they want to go onto a team, they want to go somewhere else where they can be lazy. So here's a great question. These people, you have to find them. <laughs> Wherever they are, find them. And if they walk into your business, make sure you don't let them leave. And the second part of this exciting chat today is how do I... There is, I believe, there's a foolproof plan 
for attracting those kind of people into your business. The 70% group who will only ever give you 20% of your income, they have to be trained, but it's suggested that you train them in a group. So all of your time that you have for looking after your business and your team should be invested into the 20% group, or you could break that down. 80% of your time needs to be with the 20% group and 20% of your time with the 70% group and or removing the 10% group out of the business. So wouldn't it be nice to attract the 20% group? If you have to train the 70% group, and you do, would it be a really good idea to have a great training system? These people are not mind readers. These people will try and read your mind. The 20% group will be constantly coming up with new ideas. They'll be excited about growth. They'll be excited about the standards that you give them because they'll want to raise those standards. And here's another quick suggestion. They're going to come up with great ideas and they're going to come up with lots of ideas. Now, even if you don't agree with those ideas, even if uh, you think that those ideas are crazy, perhaps don't shut them down. (laughs) You want these people to be constantly brainstorming how to grow your business. And if you don't work with them, if you don't invest time in them personally, is it possible that you'll end up losing them because you didn't look after their their entrepreneurial vision? Uh, The 70% group have to be trained, but they can't be trained by mind reading. You have to give them very specific guidelines on how to, what to, when to, this is how you do it. And the 10% group, doesn't matter what you tell them to do, doesn't matter how well you train them, they will never do it right, never. The 70% group most of the time, but the 10% group, that's why they have to be turned over. So the process is really simple. Find as many of these people as you possibly can and don't if they come into your life, don't let them leave. The 70% group have to be there. You have to have them because they produce 20% of your business, 20% of your income, but they have to be trained incredibly well. And the 10% group... Uh, be aware of who they are and make sure that you move them on quickly. So the process of finding the right people starts with what kind of people do I want? We want these, we know that we need these 70% and we don't want any of those. Could that be a great place to start? So how do I attract those people into my business? And could that be the ultimate question? I do believe there's a foolproof plan. And I, I know it's kind of difficult to believe right now because the sun is shining. Isn't it beautiful out here? There's snow on the mountains. It's just a gorgeous day, but it's actually very cold. So I'm going to take you inside and share with you the ultimate gift that I was given as a business owner on how to attract great people into your business. And I've used this from the age of 18 when I started running health clubs. Uh, that simple process went like this. I started running health clubs and I've done that in multiple countries around the world, including Europe, the UK, America, Australia and New Zealand. So I've had to employ thousands of people in my career path. I now have an international fitness business college, which originally had five colleges in Australia and two in New Zealand with over 200 team players. And that, uh, talk about stress and challenge and have to be fit for your business. Uh, Two lots of different human resource rules, 200 different personalities. Uh, I obviously couldn't be in, in, in five different colleges at one time. So I had, to, I had to get this system right. And what I'm about to share with you, I believe, saved my life, saved my uh, happy, energetic, fit, strong body, <laughs> saved my business and made sure that I, and is this a, when I say foolproof plan, will this stop you from getting crappy people into your business? No. 
but there's a much better chance that you'll weed out the bad people, you'll weed out the people who tell lies, you'll weed out the people that are putting on a front much, much quicker. So I'm going to take you inside out of this beautiful, sunny, gorgeous, freezing cold New Zealand day and let's chat about how to attract the very best 20 percenters into your business so that your business can grow really fast. Woohoo! I feel good. Na 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 na. I knew that I would now because I love my life because I love my business.